Should you roll your 401k into an IRA? It's a question that people have been asking for decades. With many people losing their jobs due to the pandemic, it may seem like a smart thing to do to take your old 401k and move it into an IRA. But rolling a 401k into an IRA isn't always the right move. Today, we're going to discuss the pros and cons of rolling out of an employer retirement plan. This is a show about financial planning with a particular focus on the issues facing those close to or living in retirement. Each week, our host, Dan Wendell, will share his expertise in retirement planning in a fun and down-to-earth format. Now, let's begin another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio show with me, Dan Wendell. Alongside me today is Tony Shore. Tony, last week we talked about what you do if you lose your job and you need health insurance benefits, employer-sponsored health benefits. Now we're going to talk this week about your 401k. What do you do with it if you lose your job? But in general, if you quit, you, you go to a new job, you start something new and you have an old 401k, I want to talk about what to do about the old 401k. What do you say? Well, I think it's very timely because a lot of people are finding themselves either looking for new work or uh, let go from their job. So if they had a 401k there, uh, what do they do with it? And so many people have 401ks or something similar like a 403b or a pension, something like that. What do you do with it after you leave the company, uh, whether it's to go to another job or whether you're thinking about retirement? This is huge. I mean, I've thought about this and I have no idea. Most people have no idea. They just know that I have a 401k and that's money I'm going to use for retirement. It comes out of my check. I don't see it. And hopefully it grows when the stock market's doing well. And that's my retirement plan, right? Well, Isn't that the majority exactly. of people out there? It's Well, it, a lot of people are asking these questions and wondering what to right. do. And you're right. Most people don't know what to do. So hopefully by the end of the show, they'll have a better idea of the pros and cons of what they can do. I, I will say this, Tony, it's, it's not only timely because people are losing their job, but it's also timely because there's a lot of uh, financial, quote unquote, financial advisors out there pushing for the 401k rollover. Um, in fact, 401k rollovers, rollovers are one of the primary uh, business generation things or activities of financial planners, financial advisors and people that manage money and so forth. Um, it's such an issue that that's why they created the fiduciary rule, which is, is in flux because what they're trying to do is, and you know, who's fighting it is the people that like to roll over 401ks and the general thought out there is, Oh, it's so bad to have a 401k. You got to get rid of it and put it into your own IRA. That's probably the, what you hear a lot of too. Oh, you got to get out of the 401k IRA so much better. Yeah, I've heard, I, I keep hearing that, but you're saying that's not always the case. No. And huh. so you have to take a fiduciary approach to it because sometimes it's better to keep it. It's sometimes better to keep your 401k where it is. And that's important for people to realize because you don't often hear that. You always hear, get it out. You lost your job, get it out. Or you move to a new company, get your old 401k. It's because it's in the fi right. because it's in the financial advisor or planner who's telling you to do that. It's in their best interest because they want to help you reinvest it so they can get a percentage or a commission on something. 
There you go. There you go. Yeah. So that's why you want to work with an independent that you can trust someone like yourself. Who's really going to look out for your own best interests. Right. Right. I have to by mandate. I got to, I have to be a fiduciary. So if it makes sense for you to stay in a 401k, I'm going to tell you that, you know, so let's talk real quick about what a 401k is. Uh, we did a show in the past about 401ks and alternatives to 401ks. So if you're a small business owner and you don't have a 401k, you do have some alternatives. And you might say, oh, I don't have a 401k, but I have a, a 457. What's that? Is that the same thing? No, but we did a show on that. So you can look at that. But basically you have, you have earnings, you have salary, and some of it goes to a 401k. It's deferred. So you don't pay tax on it. You might get a company match. You don't pay tax on that. Well, you do eventually. It's deferred. So it's not tax-free. It's deferred. So you kick the can down the road, and when you take the money out, then you pay taxes. So a 401k is going to be taxable. All of it's going to be taxable. There's no way around that. You're going to pay taxes eventually. So that's important for people to know. So if you're going to take the money, if you lose your job and you're going to take your 401k money and pay the rent... You're going to get taxed on it. On top of that, Tony, there's the 59 and a half rule. You know what that is? 59 and a half rule for 401ks? It means you can't take the money out of your 401k until you reach the age of 59 and a half, which is ridiculous. It is uh, ridiculous. Because otherwise, <laughs> if you do, you'll get penalized, right? Right. You, you can take it out, but if you do take it out before 59 and a half, you're going to get an early withdrawal penalty of 10%. And that's on so, top of paying the taxes on whatever you take out. Right, right. Yikes. And the taxes and the taxes are going to be taxed as ordinary income, not capital gains, which is a big thing. We talked about, we did a show on selling a house, and if you have a gain, you pay capital gains tax, which is lower tax rates usually than ordinary income tax rates. So 401k withdrawals are going to be ordinary income tax. So yes, so you have to watch the penalty, you have to watch the taxes. Now there are some uh, hardship exemptions for the early withdrawal, which we'll get into, um, and you know, I'm not going to get into too detail on, but, but for the most part, you're going to get hit with an early withdrawal penalty before 59.5. <clears throat> so what are your options? You lose your job or you leave your employer for whatever reason. And you have an old 401k there. What are the options? Well, you basically have three main options. One, you do nothing. You leave it there. Boom. That sounds, that's easy, right? That's probably the easiest option. Just leave it there. Right. Uh, option two is you roll it into your, a new 401k. So maybe you start a new job. They offer you a 401k. What you do is you take your old 401k and you roll it into your new 401k. Ah, did you know you could do that? Um, yes, you can roll an old 401k into a new 401k. Mm-hmm. In fact, I did that once. There you go. Most people don't realize they could do that. They think they have to roll it into an IRA. They didn't know they can combine 401ks. That's because the advisors aren't telling them to do that. Right. I did that. Um, Excellent. That's because you got good advice. Yes, Um, I I did. Who would have who would have given me that great advice? Dan Wendell. I don't don't know. know. We'll have to figure that one out. Uh-huh. We'll leave it up to you to figure that out. And then third, <laughs> a third option is to roll it into your own IRA, individual retirement account. So um, let's talk about that one a little bit more. Sure. Well, it's good to know we have options. That. I think it's good for people to know they have options. When they leave a job, 
Uh, a lot of them aren't thinking of that because they're worried about other things, and a lot of them forget about it. Right. And for the most part, you, if you do nothing, that's the option. So that is a choice. Doing nothing is a choice. And that's an action. You're doing nothing. It stays there. Um, sometimes I've seen where it's such a small amount that the company just pays it out. But for the most part, you could just keep it there. So let's talk about rolling it um, first. And then some of the rules about that, because I think this is where people make mistakes. And then I want to talk to you about whether or not you should roll it. We'll do the pros and cons at the end. So let's say you decide you want to, to roll the 401k out. There's a couple of ways to do it. You could do it directly or indirectly. It's like soccer. I watch my kids play soccer and there's a direct kick, indirect kick. And I'm like, oh boy, which is which? I don't remember. Which one do you, does, the, and all, all I know is that if, if it's if it's one or the other, another player has to touch it before you can kick it. So you can't just kick it right in the goal. You have to have like two people standing there. But if it's a direct kick, you could just have one person standing there. So anyway, same goes with an IRA rollover or 401k rollover. You could directly send it to the new 401k or the new IRA. It's just direct. Or you could do an indirect. And indirect means you take possession of it. And then you have that money. And then you roll it over to wherever you're going. Why would you ever want to do that, though? Why would you ever do an indirect? Why wouldn't you? Isn't direct the best option? That way you don't have to worry about it? Well, I like doing directs because I don't want to have to deal with it. I don't want to have to worry about right. the check and, and you know, uh, withholding taxes. Because the but, but what if you want some of the money? Oh, you know, I want to roll this over, but I want, you know, I want 20 grand to pay a debt. I got Tony on my back. You know, he's asking for the money. <laughs> Let me take some out of my IRA roll. Send some people roll. over to your house. Right, right. Yeah. So uh, so the indirect, meaning you get the money, there's a couple of reasons why you do it. It's you want some of it or that's just the option that you take because you don't know any better. Right. So what happens is, first of all, they're going to have a mandatory withholding of 20%. So you'll see this when people come to me and they want to do a 401k rollover and they want to roll it to their IRA, say, or a new 401k, they, they're filling out this paperwork and they see mandatory 20%. And they're like, I don't want taxes. I thought this was going to be tax free. I'm like, well, first of all, it's not tax free, right? We established that. You're going to pay taxes on this when you take the money. So if you do an indirect rollover, you're taking the money. So the government says the four, the whoever has your 401k, they have to withhold 20% and give it to the government. And you say, but I'm going to roll it over. I swear. They'll say, okay, when you do, we'll pay you back. But in the meantime, you we're taking those 20% right off the top. So wow. that's a big problem for people. Yeah. You'll get it back if you follow the rules. And what are the rules? You got 60 days. You have a 60 mm. day window to roll it over wherever you're going. Because if you don't, then it's all income. Then it's as if you took it all as a lump sum, which you did. If you roll it over in 61 days, tough. You might as well take it back because you just pay taxes on all of it. So, and then once you roll it over, and, and if you do it less than 60 days or less, then you'll get that 20% to put it back in. But what you need to do, all right, Tony, I'll give you an example. Because it's hard to do when you're talking on the on the radio without seeing something but let's say you had a hundred thousand dollar 401k you got fired you fired tony you're fired so you got fired 
and you said, I'm going to do an indirect rollover, but I need some money to pay, pay a debt. So you take the hundred thousand and the company's like, where are you going with it? You're like, I'm going to roll it over later. Just give me the check. They're like, okay. And they take 20,000, boom, send it to the IRS. Now they get a check for 80. You're like, what did I get a check for 80 for? I had a hundred in there. Well, we paid the government. You're like, I'm going to send it over to my friend. I'm going to send it to my IRA rollover. Okay. When you do that, let us know. So you do it and you put in 80,000 into your IRA. But you're like, wait a sec, it should be a hundred. So you have to come up with the 20 grand to put it in to make it a hundred. Otherwise, they'll say, you didn't roll over a hundred, you rolled over 80. And you'll say, you only gave me 80. They'll say, tough luck, figure it out. Come up with the other 20 of your own cash and then roll it. Wow. So that's the problem, right? And then once you get the hundred thousand, you show you rolled it over, then the 20% comes back to you and then you can... Re- replenish the coffers. As so it what you're saying is what all, all that to say, I think that was a long way to say, don't do indirect rollover. <laughs> yes. Do it direct. Right. Yeah. Do a trust. They call it direct transfer or trustee to trustee transfer. Ah, there you go. Cause you got whoever's holding your 401k is a trustee. You send it to the new trustee, let them do it. And this way you don't have to worry about taking 20%. You don't have to worry about taxes. You don't have to worry about getting it done in 60 days. It could take, two years for it to transfer over for all you care. But as long as you're not taking possession, the 60 day w- window doesn't start. Right. And by the way, another, just to really drive home the point, the 60 day rule, you could only do that once every 365 days. So you can't do, you can't roll it over, take it out in a month later and get 60 days and do it again. And no, you can do it once. And then you have to wait a year before you could do it again. Ah. And if you try and do it twice, they don't care. They'll say, yep, no, you're paying taxes on all of it. Yikes. So is this, it sounds complicated if I'm like, well, I want to do a rollover or transfer this 401k money, but I don't want to do it the wrong way or end up losing money. Is that something you help people do? Yes. Yeah. So I, and I, like, like you already alluded to, we're going to do a direct transfer. We're not going to try and, um, roll it over and 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 do an indirect transfer there are no checks floating around right now now that's not to say so let's say uh you call up your 401k company and say yes we'll do a direct transfer and you have to tell them where it's going you got to give them the new uh custodian or the new trustee and say it's going to fidelity it's coming from here it's going to fidelity here's my new account number then they'll cut you a check and they'll say you know tony we will not send this to Fidelity. We will only send it directly to you. That's just our policy. And you say, no, 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 no. I don't want you to send it to me. I don't want to get, I don't want to touch the money. I don't want to be an indirect transfer. It's still a direct transfer because they're sending it directly to the new custodian in their name. So it's not in your name and you're not going to actually cash the check. They just want you to handle the, the passing of the check. So they'll send you a physical check. It'll say to Fidelity for the benefit of Tony and then you can write your account number and send it on. And that's still a direct, that's not an indirect. Okay. Oh, so okay. yeah. So don't get scared if they do that. Don't yell at them. But a lot of the companies still do that. They make you send the check over because they don't hmm. want to get in trouble for messing it through messing up the mail. Right. Okay. So let's talk about the pros and cons of a doing a rollover versus IRA. So if you're going to do a rollover, just do it, do it the right way and call someone and make sure it's done right. correctly. So now we're going to talk about where to put it either doing a rollover into a new 401k or do I leave it or do I put it in an IRA? Those are my exactly. three choices, right? Right. So let's let's just compare 
401k versus an IRA, pros and cons. All right. Um, and so leaving it in an I, a 401k or moving it to a new, a new 401k are the same to me. Is It's just staying in a 401k classification versus an IRA. So why would you just keep it in a, a 401k? Well, it's easy. You don't do anything, right? It's, it's a lot easier to do that than to move it. Um, you can add it to an existing 401k. That's easy. Um, so why, what's the downside of doing it? Um, nothing really. Um, well, the downside moving, of leaving it at the old company, I would think would be uh, you're not regularly, they're not automatically taking money out of your paycheck to contribute to it. Right. So you're no um, longer contributing to that 401k and it's just sitting there and you're not working at that company. Uh, so why would you leave your money there? Well, if you can't roll it to your new 401k, you might leave it there instead of moving it to an IRA. Sure. Okay. I get that. And now why? So let's look some more pros to a 401k. If you want access to a money in a 401, well, let's, let's take a step back. The big reason why people say go to an IRA, go to an IRA, get out of the 401k. You have more flexibility and control with an IRA. And I'll give you that you do. If you go to your 401k and you look at the options, there's probably six and it's, these are the five funds and then there's a fixed account, right? High risk, medium risk, low risk. Right. Maybe there's an international and then there's like a bond fund and then there's maybe a government money market fund, whatever it is. So you, that's it. You don't, you can't call them up and say, you know what I was thinking? You ever hear this Bitcoin or I was thinking about buying some real estate or I'd, I'd really like to see some more mid caps. Do you have, and they'd be like, Tony, get get out of here. This is take it or leave it. It's like your mom serving dinner. What's for dinner? Take it or leave it. There was no choice. Oh, Tony, I made you a special little side salad because I know you like. No, you get what everyone else gets, right. right? But if you go to a friend's house, the IRA, they might say, Oh, Tony, you don't like this? Well, I made a separate little lasagna for you without the veggies, right? Sure. You know. So that's so the IRA does have more flexibility than the 401k. And that's the main reason why people push for it. But I don't, there's a lot more to it. So yes, IRA gets the check mark on flexibility and options because you could do whatever you want with your own IRA. You can't with the 401k. But is that enough to just write off a 401k? No. First, a 401k, if you want money out of it, and you're under 59 and a half, you could take a loan from your 401k. You can actually borrow from it and not have to pay that 10% early withdrawal. Aha. Uh -huh. So we've talked about shows where you can borrow from a 401k. I've even helped people borrow from a 401k to pay off debts. Most of the time, it doesn't make sense to borrow from a 401k, but it's an option. It is not an option from an IRA. You cannot borrow from an IRA. So if you move all of your money out of a 401k to an IRA, you lost your borrowing capabilities, which can be huge in a pinch, especially during a pandemic. Mm. And the government raised the amount you could borrow from a 401k. So now there's even more reason to keep a 401k. How about that one? Wow. Um, well, but on the flip side, an IRA, you could take 10,000 out of an IRA Avoid the 10% early withdrawal penalty if you're under 59 and a half if you're buying your first home. Can't do that with a 401k. 
So if you're going to buy a first home, it may make sense to move it to an IRA and then take the money out to avoid a 10% penalty. How about that one? Wow. <clears throat> um, a 401k, you can have life insurance in it. Some companies offer a life insurance piece. There's really? a reason to keep a 401k. Yeah. You oh, can't have life that. insurance in an IRA. So you can't buy life insurance in an IRA. Is it easier to borrow money? Like you can borrow money in some 401ks. I can take a loan out of my own money out of my 401k to do a right. like home improvement and pay it back without a tax penalty. Can you do that with an IRA? Nope. You can't. Okay. Cannot. So that's so, one ad- big advantage that right. a 401k Right. That's what we say. Has. But yeah. you could take 10000 out to pay for the first home so out of an IRA, but you can't do that with a... 401k, but you could borrow. So I like the borrowing bit better, which is plus to the uh, 401k. You can buy life insurance in a 401k. You cannot in an IRA plus to 401k. Um, negative to 401k. You can't control the fees. Like I said, you can't control the options and you also can't control the fees. If they, if your company chooses to, to go in this large cap index fund that has a 0.8% you know, fee per year, you can't say well, I can get that same fund myself for a fraction of that. Too bad. So an IRA allows you to control the fees a little bit more. A lot more, I should say. So plus to the IRA. How about um, RMDs? Do you remember the age of RMDs start now, Tony? Uh, f- isn't it 50 uh, RMDs? Oh, required minimum distribution, 72. That's right. All right. He's been listening. Yes, they changed <laughs> it from 70 and a half. Isn't seven and a half sound so much better than seventy two? Uh, no, 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 <laughs> not in any way, shape, or form. If you have a, uh, uh, if you're seventy two and you have an IRA, you have to take RMDs, required minimum distributions. But if you have a four hundred one k, you do not. <gasps> what? You don't have to take RMDs out of a four hundred one k. Not if you're still working. Not if you're still working. So if you want to avoid RMDs, you can have your money in a four hundred one k. And continue to work, and you don't have to take RMDs. Boom. So there's wow. a way to delay. For, but who wants to work past 72? Right. Maybe. A lot of people have no choice, right? Yeah, people they are working longer planning. and longer because we're living longer and longer. That's right. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's a planning feature. Um, now, you say you want to retire at 55. If you retire at 55 and you take money from an IRA, what do you get hit with? 10% penalty. Penalties. But if you take money at 55 from a 401k, there are some rules that allow you to take it without a penalty. So if you're retiring early, a 401k may be better than an IRA. There's some stipulations there, but it works. That's great. Didn't know that. So again, people don't know if they should go 401k or IRA. It makes a lot of sense to know when your retirement plans are. So there is some thought that goes into this. It depends. It depends. Um, (laughs) And there's and and here's one uh, going back to fees. I said that a 401k you can't control the fees. There are a lot of big 401ks. I'm talking like really big 401ks. They have negotiated the fees to be enormous and minuscule, tiny fees, and you can't replicate those on your own because of the buying power of 401k. Like the thrift savings plan from the government, the TSPs. The fees on that are so low that you can't say. Oh, I'm saving money if I go to an IRA. No, those fees are so low. So be careful when you're using fees as a reason to leave a 401k. Um, two more before before I wrap it up, Tony. 
this is important one. And the last one is, is really interesting. Um, one of the main reasons why people leave an IRA when they're closer to retirement is they don't like the safe, safer options in a 401k. I'm 59 years old or I'm 60, say I'm 63 years old and I want to retire at 65. All my money's in the 401k. I'm still working at the company and I'm saying to them, listen, I want a guaranteed income or I want really, really safe option within my 401k and the 401k provider doesn't have any. Just They just don't offer one. They, they don't offer any fixed options that are of any or, or that are any good and you can maybe find a much better fixed option in an IRA that might be why someone leaves a 401k is they just don't like the safety options because you got to remember a 401k is designed for employees and of all ages so they may not offer something designed for someone that's older um, so that's a big reason why people don't like 401ks all right, we ready for a biggie that um, may get in the weeds? Okay, what's that? Net unrealized appreciation. Okay. Wait a minute. Net yes. unrealized appreciation. Appreciation. N-U-A. Uh, is this a tax? It is a tax thing. Issue? It's a tax. But, and it, it can be really complex if you want it to be. But I'm going to dummy it down because the people that are listening, um, they don't need me to start talking complex taxes, but they really need to hear this because this could cost you thousands if you make this mistake. Okay, here it is. If you own company stock that you work for in your 401k, you need to be aware of this. If your company gives you company stock or you own, if you work for 3M and you own 3M stock in your 401k, you need to know this because a lot of people... It doesn't apply. All right, it doesn't apply to you. You don't own stock of your own company in your 401k, then you don't have to worry about it. But if you do, this is important to know. If you sell that stock, if you move, if you retire and you move that stock to a brokerage firm and then you sell it, so you, you work for 3M, you retire, you move it to a brokerage firm, um, and then you sell it, you're going to pay capital gains tax on portion of it and ordinary income tax on a portion of it. So capital gains tax we know is lower most of the time than ordinary income tax. But if you did that, instead of retiring and moving to a brokerage account and selling that stock, if instead you move the 401k to an IRA and then you sold that 3M stock, it would be all taxes ordinary income. You wouldn't get a capital gains tax. So I see this... Tony, for a lot of people that have been in a company for years and years, and they, they build up a, a portfolio of the company stock, which is risky in itself, but let's just say they do it. Um, they need to understand net unrealized appreciation. They need to do it right. They should not roll it into an IRA and then sell the stock. They should sell the stock first and then roll it into an IRA. Huge tax difference makes sense when if you're in that situation to really, really, really think through. And that's a reason why I see such trouble. I've seen, Tony, I've seen people with close to a million dollars worth of stock in the company. They moved it to an IRA and now they're paying ordinary income tax when they should have been paying capital gains tax. We're talking ordinary income tax rate of over 30% versus a capital gains of 15 or 20. That's a big, 
chunk of change, hundreds of thousands of dollars to the government when all they had to do was roll it over in a different time fashion, just do it a different way. But they just didn't know. And the advisor didn't care. And they just lost out big. That's something to note. Wow. Yeah, it can. So we're talking about real money. The differences in knowing what you're doing versus not working with a professional like yourself versus not is huge, isn't it? That's right. You know, and and a lot of times people, they're told certain things about rolling into an IRA. They're not thought you don't get into the details. You don't think it through. If I'm going to roll someone out of a 401k into an IRA, it's going to be in their best interest, right? I'm going to go through all these steps to see, do you have company stock in there? Does it make sense for you? Do you want to, do you need to borrow from this or do you want to buy a first home? All those things I'm thinking about before I do it. A lot of times you'll hear, oh, IRAs are more flexible. You can do what you want. Um, You'll forget about old 401k. So let's just roll it into an IRA before you forget about it. You know, I see that some people have an old 401k they don't think about, but they're not forgetting about it. That's no reason to move it just because you're afraid you're going to forget about it. Come on. Um, oh, I'm going to lose track of my 401ks. It must be nice to be in a world where you forget about your Well, that's 401k, true. Right? Yeah, exactly. You know, oh, my, my beneficiary, you know, they might die and the beneficiaries don't know about it. So that's a problem, but that's a record-keeping problem. That's not a 401k versus IRA. So it does make sense to combine and consolidate to make life easier, but that's not the primary driver behind it. It should make financial sense, not just to make your life easier. But that's what happens. People change jobs all the time, so they have these old 401ks. But uh, again, uh, it's a lot of times it's just done to because the financial advisor doesn't want to have to, they want control of it. They want control of it versus what's best for you. And that's, and that's a big no, no. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's what's happening, I think. And that's too bad because people are getting taken advantage of, or it it might not be in their best interest, like you say. So if people want help sorting all this out or a second opinion on where they're at and what they have and what they should do with it, uh, how can they get a hold of you, Dan? This is, this is a big big problem that a lot of people, especially those close to retirement face, you know, they retire, they got a 401k. What do they do? It's, it's important, but it's becoming more common for people that are losing their jobs uh, or switching jobs. What do they do? So it's a service we provide 401k rollover discussions, um, whether or not you decide to roll it into an IRA or have us manage that money is irrelevant. What's important is you make the decision right at the outset to decide whether or not it makes sense to even do it. And we will do that. We will have that conversation with you and give you that guidance. That's part of what we do as fiduciaries. And it's part of our financial planning service. We'd be happy to sit down and go through all the 401ks with you, do the due diligence and help you make that decision. And the easiest way to do that is just give us a call. 888-508-5935 or go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com. And I'm probably going to wind up putting, uh, we have a booklet on this just to give you the talking points of this podcast um you can request that just go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and request a 401k rollover booklet but again easiest way just give us a call 888-508-5935 and tony bottom line look before you leap call before you roll how about that one we'll change it call before you roll I love it. Well, Dan, a great show and good topic today. So important. And so many people out there have 401ks, not sure what to do with them. 
and maybe moving jobs, things like that. So really important to keep aware of it and be on top of all the ins and outs. It's a lot to sort out, but you don't have to do it alone. And great episode. That does it for today's episode, in fact, of Dolphin Financial Radio with our host, Daniel Wendell. The topics on this show are wide-ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement, like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.